welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second album from Norwegian quartet Tom Poco, Cheater, and it starts with the title track. track is such a perfect one to start on for this band because it starts out so deceptively kind of like traditional goofy pop sounds and then over the course of the, it really draws you in and then over the course of the song it gets weirder and just becomes a lot more chaotic yeah. and it goes into this Marnie Stern sort of a guitar work and a lot of different directions and it's really emblematic of how the album sounds it's a lot of left turns and a lot of chaos yeah i i do there's a tiny hint because you do get a lot of those kind of overtone harmonics happening on the guitar up front and that's a really strange to lead on that foot but then really quickly the vocals come in and they're so sweet and inviting and cute to use a word that i'll try to avoid overusing because so much of this is a band that combines weirdness and loudness with over-the-top cuteness in a way that works really well. And I love especially here where you get this verse chorus, which are seemingly all about basic like, oh, I'm I'm just a little lovelorn and maybe need a little more self-confidence and I'm just, I'm out there trying to put myself out there and maybe people will notice me. And then that bizarre interlude of next time I'll cheat. And it's kind of mysterious and not menacing, but you just, I don't know what cheating is going to be but i you know i want to find out it's it's a i love that that sense of mystery going into this album is great that's a really interesting take on it that's not how i read it at all all right it's a very kind of raucous i've tried to do my best and everybody will notice how great i am and people can tell i'm smart but then the kind of pseudo chorus is dream on the work was never enough next time i'll cheat yeah that's kind of like it's a very american generation z attitude right now as far as like the haves and the haves nots but they are norwegian they come from a totally different culture yeah i guess to me i i definitely felt that the um you know a lot about this like oh i'm a mystery girl and open heart and it feels very kind of emotional and it's not so much like getting ahead of the world, but it feels very much about like, oh, I'm just trying to be recognized for my own specialness. And and so I, I 
but it's not so much that oh she's gonna cheat but i don't know what that means and i really want to find out and i think this album maybe is called that because it's about finding out what happens when these folks push beyond the limits of what you're supposed to do so in the next track i think is uh in that theme it's called like a lady track where I'll just get out of the way of the sort of musical uh, touchstones that will are sort of hard to avoid because we hear and I and I hear and then read in reviews and then read in an interview that very much they were going for breeder sound here and it's such a great combo of that rollicking guitar sound very 90s throwback and with and it's totally appropriate for this song about you know, oh, I'm trying to do as I told and trying to live up to traditional notions of femininity and clearly not being okay with that and trying to break out of it and sounding amazing. I thought for sure what you were going to say is one of their influence that they've talked about, and I think which is a very obvious influence here, is Deerhoof. Yes, that's the other touchstone. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that that's a more of a through line, and I and I think this was the track maybe where I was like, these folks sound kind of familiar, and then remembering oh yeah last year before south by southwest can south by southwest was canceled uh, this band ended up on my short list of bands i really wanted to see based on their previous album which yeah. had a very similar kind of deerhoof energy yeah part of why i wanted to talk about this record was this is the time of year when we would normally be getting ready for south by southwest by listening to all these new international bands that are not big enough to tour the U tour the US but we would be getting to see them in Austin at this very special festival that has now been canceled for the second year and it's a little sad but it, it also got me excited about seeing live music again because I think they're they they apparently have a really great live show they've been able in Norway to play some shows because they're not as infected with coronavirus as we are in the US yeah they well, what's remarkable is this album does on one level seems so produced and yet and seems like such a wall of sound. And then you realize, no, it's just a quartet. And mm -hmm. then you see the live recordings of them performing. And it's like, no, they just are really amazing musicians who are able to get all of these different sounds out of just your basic bass guitar drums and vocals because they're all so good. Yeah, they're actually jazz students who formed to play some punk songs at a literature festival and had such a good time playing together that they decided to continue on as a band. But you can see that you can tell that they've got the jazz training in this great improvisational feel yeah i think during that i you're mentioning the jazz because especially some of the work in that uh 
little musical interlude that we heard instrumental sounds so jazzy with weird rhythms and weird harmonies that are just fantastic by the way we're not saying their names because we don't want to butcher them they are extremely norwegian names the bassist's first name is Jonah, and that's the only one I'm going to try to pronounce. <laughs> oh, no, Martin. Martin Miguel Tun on guitar. All right, two out of three. Yeah. Two out of four, so it's all right. Uh, so I think this, and this track, I guess, is one of the singles with a video, and we go from that just totally rocking into something, I think, even a little stranger on the next track, which was, I think, the lead single and video called Andrew. <laughs> grasp what the lyrics are there but I know they have said in interviews that these all just come from improvisations and when the singer writes makes a melody she'll kind of just improvise some lyrics to go along with it and then we'll later just kind of make those into something that has meaning but it's more just serving the melody yeah there's a wonderful impressionistic quality where it's this kind of mystical love is the love is the love is the love and it's just it's it's kind of trite but it's delivered with this wonderful very watery kind of i don't know what the processing on her voice but it feels so fluid and then it contrasts with these verses that are kind of all about like technology about looking at screens and and oh i hope this i think of this kind of metaphor of taking the a leap of faith of like i hope this thing is grounded as she shoves her hands into a machine and I, that notion of just like well i'm gonna start take going for it and i don't know exactly what she means but i love that contrast between this very mystical liquid chorus and those very kind of technological verses there's a lot of sounds in here that I originally thought were an arpeggiator but I think you pointed out you think it's just really well done guitar work through a process like yeah they, some, they're yeah, very process. processed guitar but I think when you hear it it's just it's just imperfect enough and then you realize well yeah if these are trained jazz musicians they're gonna have those sorts of chops to be able to uh, do really short and fast guitar figures over and over again with uh, just enough precision, but then that improvisational quality that feels human and in a really wonderful way. And I think that's what I really like about this record is there's so much chaos and improvisational feel, but it's also really well organized and thought through. And there was another band that kind of had a similar chaotic feel that we were maybe going to talk about one of their records late last year. And it was just a little bit too chaotic for me and it was a little bit stressful to listen to like it didn't grab me but this has the melodic 
pop hooks that you need that I need to to really feel connected to an album but it's still I never know where the songs are going to go yeah. there's all kinds of improvisation yeah they understand how to make the songs really relatable pop accessible have an emotional kick and not try to spell everything out and yeah know when to pull back they don't go too far and yeah the improvisational element I was amazed to hear that how quickly some of these songs came together apparently this next track they recorded from top to bottom in less than three hours and it doesn't show it sounds crazy it's called my candidacy i am working and living like i'm young and free young and free your approval your recognition's all i need you don't have to but if you want it here's the key here's the key and i'm so song has these kind of sad but very self-aware lyrics that seem to be about oh as performers how much they need affirmation there's a certain amount of insecurity and but that's self-awareness but like oh, i'm so self-absorbed that i just need you to say how great i am and yet the song is so swaggering the confidence that they display especially in that instrumental jam we play at the end there these are all such amazing musicians and it, it's such a delight to listen to them go nuts. Yeah, this is such a punk rock song that is so fast and it's so energetic. Like, I would love to see them play this live. Yeah, the chorus is this one brief moment where she slows down and it's just like, no, I, and you feel so insecure. And then the triumphant song actually comes in at the end and then revisits that, but at that same energy that we got in those instrumental bridge that we heard some of. And it's this triumphant conclusion and the sense of, yeah, they might have been insecure in the past. They have no reason to be. Yeah, her, her vocal delivery is so... It, I don't want to say amateurish because that sounds negative, but it has a very genuine quality. Like she's pushing her voice kind of more more than she can achieve in some places. And it just sounds very natural. And some of her delivery is just very sort of flat, like she's talking to you. And it just it it has a very charming, accessible quality. Yeah, but there the, again, the level of artistry, it feels so natural and unforced. And yet you get these little hints of melisma at various points and hear this where she's has this high energy and then she just switches that here's the key. She switches into a different mm -hmm. key for mm -hmm. that one line and then mm -hmm. back to the where she was. And that all those little touches where it's like, hey, she's amazingly confident. And to make it sound unforced to make it sound completely natural is remarkable so we go from this into i think uh maybe a little less rocking and a little even stranger perhaps song called danger baby she had a feeling
feel like this is maybe the song with the most production on it in the record. She is performing her own backing vocal, and it seemed like there's definitely maybe some keyboard synths. Yeah, I think in that bridge we hear like it's this kind of out of like the guitars completely go out of sync with the rhythm that we heard and then the keyboards come in seemingly on their own totally alien time signature it's very strange but it's really cool and i love the left turn that this song takes at at the point where we played a little bit of it but it's sort of in a regular pop song structure and then it goes into this please don't be in danger baby section. It's very jazzy and improvisational. Yeah. The, 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 as, again, as I said, these, these rhythms breaking apart and there's no apparent pattern to it. But to me, the, the key to this song is this cute kind of high pitch squeaking little verse. And you hear the drum, doo, 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 you know, that really mm-hmm. satisfying drum fill that, you know, you're going to get into the real poppy triumphant chorus and that melody makes no sense. It is so jarring and like it's instrumentally out. It's from another planet and yet it is completely satisfying. It's like they've torn apart pop music and just infused this strange alien Deanna into it. And it works so well. And I, I still don't understand how they pull it off because when I sit and listen to it, and think about it, it doesn't make sense, it shouldn't work, and yet it is a poppy, catchy, bring a smile to your face toe tapper. It, it's great, I'm blown away by this the musicianship here. The next song we'll play is called Look. things going on in this song and all of these songs and it's such a different mix of styles and one of the quotes that I thought was very applicable in an interview that I read and in this interview they didn't specify who was speaking they were just kind of speaking with the band and the 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 answers are kind of listed collectively as the band but the quote is I find that the Norwegian musicians in our generation are quite open minded and we can and we are also we're a very small country with lots of different things happening at the same time, so it's possible to get an overview of what's happening inside the different genres and inspire one another. We're also very lucky as musicians and artists in Norway to have the chance to get financial support from our government so we can keep on doing what we do. And I think that's always an important thing to point out that so many more advanced countries support their artists so that they can we we get so much more 
rich talent out of those countries because the government actually invests in enabling them to do what they do. Yeah, this is remarkable. And yeah, the, you, making strange music that may take a little while to find an audience. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the, what crazy alchemy has occurred here where that they can take these sweet kind of pastoral images of working in your garden combined with these super metal guitars, even as it's this message about see how beautiful the world is with just the mm-hmm. screaming metal combined with I you know a section we didn't play but there's almost like a yacht rock vibe at the beginning of the song there's a lot going on and it's I don't know if this is the best song on the record but it brings such a big smile to my face it's so fun and joyful and I I just I I can't this album is undoing me with how accomplished these musicians are and going back to that quote, it's you can see that when you're in a much smaller country, you can't really segregate by genres because there just aren't enough musicians in any one genre to really isolate themselves. And so I think maybe in smaller communities that it, it enables them to cross pollinate in a way that not uh, not, Amer- not American bands don't necessarily do. Yeah, there is a, a playfulness and yeah, the open mindedness is so wonderful. And we get. Again, a band that is this strange and cutesy is also rocks this hard. I love it. And I think from there, maybe my one of the most satisfying tracks on the album, I think, is this next track we'll play. It's the penultimate track called Curly Romance. jazz training of these musicians really shows up the most in this song because of the way that they are all just so in sync with each other and the way that at the beginning of the clip that we played it's almost as if she's singing vocals and then the guitar is answering and this wordless response and it's just the way that they all interlock so well together that really makes this for me yeah i think i don't know what this song is about I don't know what a curly romance is. Most lyrics I can't really make out, but it is to me the taking this very simple um, chorus. It's very brief. 
and each time through uh and it takes a while to build to it and there's so it's kind of a verse verse chorus and then verse and then four choruses in a row where the energy builds every time more instrumentation louder guitars more drums Mm -hmm. and at the same time her voice becomes more kind of nuanced she starts adding these more kind of grace notes and melisma onto her voice to the point where she becomes prettier as it becomes louder as it becomes faster everything is more intense i have no idea what any of it is about but it is just i'm i'm cheering by the end of it it's fantastic and it's so i think to me kind of this summing up just energetically how much is going on in this album as we come into the end of it yeah it's really remarkable to me the way that they have apparently just sort of they were living together as roommates and were jazz students and they just kind of came together to perform at this festival and it all seems very just serendipitous but they play together so well and the songs are so well organized and crafted and this album it's only I think 33 minutes long but it's so concise and well edited and thoughtfully put together that it you know if you just listened to it and just heard the chaos you wouldn't I, I feel like it's it could have easily gone off the rails, but they've really put a lot of thought into making this just right. Yeah, it is something where I think the re-listenability is off the charts. It is, I think, I'm still, I mean, usually we spend a week or two where sort of over the course of that time, we're listening to it more and more intensively. And I feel like the last day we must have listened to this album 10 times mm-hmm. and I'm still not tired of it. Like it's, we're talking about it now. It's like, I want to go listen to this album again. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I usually have a couple selections that I pick to maybe talk about on the podcast. And you were a little bit lukewarm on this one at first. And then you listened to oh, it more. Oh, did it grow really, on me? Yeah. Did it ever? Uh, yeah, th- I'm so excited about this band. And, you know, like this album too. And, you know, speaking of their influence, Dear Hoof, which I was looking up, like, 15 albums from from that band. <laughs> they have done 15 albums. Yeah. So let us hope that this band can achieve some fraction of that kind of prolific output. Because there's and, there's clearly so much, so many ideas, so much talent. I want to hear more right but, now. <laughs> but I think you can be too prolific. And I think that is one thing that I really like about this is that it could be too much and it could be just a little bit overwhelming and too chaotic. But they've just kept it so tight and edited it down to just the best ideas. Yeah. And in fact, I know they've said in interviews that one of the changes from the first to mm-hmm. the second albums is that they felt like they were throwing all of the ideas in in the first album. And this one, they tried to be more thoughtful about just choosing the best ones for each song. And I think it really shows. Yeah, the album is diverse, but it feels so cohesive. It's so emotionally tight and consistent. And yeah, I I may not know what half the songs are about, but who cares? They're fantastic. So maybe in 2022, there will be a South by Southwest and maybe they will be there and we We, can finally see them live. We can dream of buzz from that performance performance leading to an actual tour like the, these this band needs to be seen and let's keep our fingers crossed that, that gets to happen so the last song on the record is called body level and we'll go out with that you again we've been discussing the band Pompoco, which we didn't even talk about the fact that they are named after a studio ghibli film about japanese raccoon dogs with uh 
<laughs> large testicles. That is a feature of the story. Yes, it's actually a plot point. Yeah, you should definitely look up some clips online because it sounds like an awesome movie. Yeah. I don't know if I need to see all of it. Yeah, but... the, the energy, yeah, the energy of those clips is the energy of this band and they're both wonderful. So so again, Pompoco, the name of the album is Cheater. We're gonna go out with the last track body level, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. member of the bff.fm podcast network learn more at podcast.bff.fm bff.fm best frequencies forever